0: Hi guys and welcome on unaseries.com. I am Boniface Caro. I'm the co-founder with Katie Miller of The Platform and this is wellness videos on your social health part because you know and I repeat this all the time so it's coming into your mind now I know. Health is physical, mental and social. So we have a big we're trying to build a big platform about social skills and social videos and how we can be trying to open this conversation between us. So this is what we sometimes think about. This is just the ignition and we're waiting for your feedback about it. Today we're going to talk about how to be a better friend and how to make new ones. We have to go back to understanding how social Homo sapiens is. And again, I love anthropology. We've mentioned it in many of different videos if you had a chance to see them. But it's So important to understand that we are fundamentally where we are today and we are the only homo still alive on this planet because of our kindness, our capacity of communication and also the way we can mirror each other. And this, in a way, leads to friendship. This is what a friendship is. Now think about what friendship is as an idea. Everything in your life, when you were born, to the first time you're exposed to other people that are not part of your family is not really choice-driven. You don't choose your parents, you don't choose your siblings, you don't choose the rest of your family. So the the first people in your life are given to you and you have to compose with them or rather they have to compose with you when you're a kid. It goes that way rather. But then the first time you're exposed to other kids is just for a little while just to move around. This is not really entering friendship. Friendship is something that is that needs a certain type of maturity to be able to be established and roughly I would say two and a half three years old is when by miniatism of course some kids will say I have my friend so and so. Now when you see this happening in nurseries or in schools it's quite fascinating what drags little babies to one another. It's absolutely impalpable. You would never know by putting 10 kids that have never seen each other, how and which and how they're gonna pair. And also how quickly they're gonna pair and unpair and pair again. So it's not an extremely, it's a bit like free radicals just coming a bit like in physics, coming in close bound for a while and then opening again. What's fascinating here is that there is no emotion really related to it. They either get really angry because they're fighting over a toy, and then it gets over it. They don't have grudge. It's not because uh, Sebastian had a bit of a grudge about one little ball with Mark that the next day he's coming back at school thinking, oh, Mark wasn't good. They don't build that idea of longevity with any conflict. So in that way, they don't really have an idea of longevity altogether. The timeline of life comes a bit later on. And this is where friendship will start kicking in. I need a real idea of friendship. But if we think about what it is, it's a choice. You're making the decision to be friends with someone or you're responding of someone else's choice to become your friend. Whichever way those two come, it can be totally, I guess, equal if you are brought to someone else's house and there's a kid that's your age, so obviously you don't, you're not forced into it, but you will have to spend some time together. So that's when it's exactly equal. But if you arrive in a place where there are many kids, you're going to have and you will have the chance to make choices and feel I'm more attracted towards this one or towards that one. And at that age, you don't have the introspection about knowing what is a social behavior in the sapiens world. So you're just following your guts, as we say. So you're gonna say, oh, I don't know why, but I like to be with this one. Of course, some groups will be already established or establish themselves quickly, and this is the first time you tap in your real instinct, you wanna be part of the group. We want to be part of groups. Apart from very singular people who are tuned differently, we wanna be part of groups. That's so important for us. So. The first friends, I guess, that you want to make are not really your decision. It's more your instinct pushing you to willing to be part of the group and you trying to navigate your brain to be able to be part of the group. You have to be friendly with that one because he's the one who selects people in that group, whichever way it kind of works out, but that's what you're doing. And as we grow up a little bit more then, the choice becomes more yours. What's interesting here though is that how good are we at making decisions? How good are we at making choices? And that is obviously coming from the empowerment of your parents to know yourself, love yourself, but trust yourself. Because if you trust yourself, you trust yourself in everything. And you also trust yourself in making decisions such as making decisions of who I want to be friends with. Of course, it's a two-way street. It's not because you're engaging one way that necessarily the other part is happy to become friends with you. So what is the first thing that you will ever encounter here possibly is rejection. Now rejection is something that is the first, I guess, real complication for the mind of very young people because so far, if they've been lucky enough to be loved through their upbringing they have never questioned themselves as being possibly rejected because obviously they had arguments, as I said, in kindergarten. They fought with their brothers and sisters a lot, but that's very different. That never questions your identity. You can fight with your brother or your sister every single minute of the day. You're never rejected. You're still part of the same family. She'll still be your sister at the end of the day. That changes nothing. Now, friends is different. You put yourself out like you always did and suddenly someone for reasons that you don't know yet, most of the time, because you can't read people's brain, decide to say, no, I am not going to be your friend. Now, this is extremely destabilizing. You don't know what to do with it because there's no way you could have learned that in a family circle. It has to be coming from something, someone external, which meant that there's an outcome that you don't have control over. You can't be friends with everyone if you want to. It doesn't work like this. You have to let them be friends with you. So suddenly, you learn what we call social mental compromise. You're gonna have to tweak yourself a little bit to either become their friend or you change totally your strategy and you go into someone else. So having one rejection is hard and can be processed, but if you start having two or three or, or more, that becomes very tricky. And having early rejection, if they're not treated properly bit later on, can really lead to very, very difficult social skills because it's been so hurtful, so surprising, and you were not equipped to deal with them that it just really creates deep trauma in the way we think every time afterwards we're going to meet someone new and we want to be their friend, they're going to say no to us. And we are projecting this pattern so far out that they really don't want to be our friends because we are being too intense in the process. And that's something to remember. Those earlier rejections can have huge impact on the future of social skills. Now, the question here we were asking is how, do we, how, do we, how can we be a better friend? And that's the thing that I would like to put a bit more emphasis now is that the decision in being the best friend is, of course, holding a space in which you're going to say to someone else, that I'm happy to see you the way you are, which that would be the best, or the way you want to be and show yourself to me, or any other way. I'm not judging, that's the first thing. A friend should not be judging. Of course, there are limits. Like everything, if you really behave or have really terrible thoughts, it's difficult not to be judging because we also have a limit of morality, for example. And we, this is a dial we all move, and it's obviously coming from our education, from our rebellion at puberty, but we have somewhere a moral compass. And that's there have to be a certain, I guess, accordance between moral compasses to create a friendship, of course. We can be not exactly aligned, but there have to be in a certain bracket if that is a line then i'm here to be the best friend meaning i'm here to be holding this space in which you can come in and in which you can be whoever you want to be at that time and also i can tell you this and you can tell me so communication is open honesty is open trust is open friendship but love you'll say to these people i am loving you in a non-romantic way which means you don't want to be engaged in any physical Process, but you're loving them, and that's the difference between just having acquaintances and a friendship. So, you're giving them time, you're giving them your opinions, you're giving them a reflection, you're taking energy of your body for them. This is what you're doing, you're you're giving them, and obviously, you're not exactly expecting, but you're hoping for them to retaliate and come towards you with their time and their opinions. That's how you create a friendship. So, I think the best thing we can say here is. Honesty, trust, and love, but also you need to see them. And when I say see them, I think a bit here of Avatar, you know, when they say, I see you. I mean, you see them all the way. And... I think as a group of friends, that becomes a bit more tricky because there's so many moving parts now in the group, so many identities and singularities that it becomes a bit more complicated, but you can be the one that is the cohesion. You can be the one that always not only makes sure that you are creating that space for each of them, but also observing, acknowledging that when others are not doing that for themselves, or for each and one another, then you can interfere nicely and say, listen, I'm going to hold a space maybe for you too to reconcile in that space and then find a way to, again, become better friends. And that's, that's a lot of energy. This is, that requires a lot of observa- observation skills. But if you have this desire to be a better friend, This is something you can really train, in a way, and apply yourself into. And it's a fascinating thing to do because, first, it works. And secondly, you get a lot out of it yourself in a bit of a selfish way. It's rewarding. It's nice because you have turned some kind of potential conflict into love again and, and I guess, comprehension. You've understood a situation and you've, you've unwinded it. And that's a great skill mentally, physically, and socially to do. And you've just done that. Now, making new friends, because this is also a question we were asking, is, I think, approaching in a most truly way to yourself people that you have had a sense of attraction for. And this is something we have to be honest about, and it's not a problem at all, and so we are not attracted by absolutely everyone. We are not, and it's a very, it's charm, people call it. It's could be endorphins that, you know, those little molecular smells that come and attract people to one another. You've had this all the time, and it's, it just happens for friendship like it happens for romantic interactions, right, you walk into a bar, you're not suddenly blown away by all the different girls or boys here. Some touch you differently, it's difficult to know why, but it just does. And it's the same for friends. So you can enter a new group of friends. You can see them. You can observe. You can, oh, straight away we can feel. You know what? I think we can be good friends. That's what you said to yourself. And then you switch on what we just mentioned. You come in in the most inclusive way. Say, I see you. I want to see more of you. I have time for you. I would like to do this with you. Do you want to do this with me? And this is where you might be rejected or not. But as you grow up, you sense that quite quickly and rejection is less of an issue. It's a big issue in the constructive years. When you're into your elaborating years, that's much different because you know that you can find another friend, right? There are people around. Yet, it's always a bit difficult, but it depends how you bring it. And if you, you hit rejection more than once, you have to come back into your own self. Hang on a minute. This is strange because I'm coming with such kindness and I'm coming with such trust that I can hold a space in which we can find a a nice balance between us. If they're rejecting me again and again, there's something I'm doing. And usually is that you're too much leaning in. So you have to go towards, make contact, and then back off a little bit and hold the space and see. And this is where you have the best chance to meet in the middle. Some people become eager. And remember that the more rejection I'm having, the more eager I'm becoming. And therefore, every time I'm coming back into new friendship, I'm leaning into it just a tad too far. And that's what maybe might trigger this one to not start as well. Keep observing, observing yourself. Keep going in and out. Keep that motion. Right? Don't be stat- Don't come in and stick here too strong. Just know how to back off a little bit as well to give them the feeling and the space for them to come towards you. This is the thing because we have to meet in the middle. If you're here and always kind of cling into their space, eventually well, they're gonna move out because they don't have the space. They want to feel that decision that they are making to come towards you. So I think to resume this very quick little chat, we have to remember who we are. We have to remember what was our first encounters and our first rejection. If this is not well identified and we feel we have bad social skills or it's difficult for me to enter a group or to feel or I feel quite apprehensive, it's worth looking back. You can go through therapy, you can do it through hypnotherapy for NDR or CBT. You can explore with people. There must have been somewhere in my past, something that really hurt me most than all the other times. And sometimes it can be really, really quite in the early days of your life. So it's difficult to access it with your memory. You need someone to help you to go back that far. But there are plenty of therapies that can help. And then secondly, the new friends. It's really about finding feeling, but go back into your feelings. You know, we become so numb to society, to ourselves, that Maybe what we feel is not right. I want to be friends with him. I really feel it. No, you don't. You want to be friends with them because they're famous, because they're attractive, for all the wrong reasons. Try and, try and be attracted by people, by what you feel, your sensoriality, and then you'll see. You lean in, you suggest, you open, you back off. They'll be happy to come in, and that's a new friendship that you can need. I hope this is helpful. I try to practice this myself. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Tell us if it works for you. Please, this is an open conversation. Come back to us and give us your feedback. Thank you so much. See you on unaseries.com and uh, for plenty more videos like this. See you later, bye bye.